Hello and welcome back to another episode of Two Smoking Microphones, uh, the best podcast on the planet, bar none. Um, yeah, I didn't have a joke intro, but I do have a fun fact. A joke of a friend. I have a fun fact. Sorry, continue. And it's not... It's it's a re- random fun fact that I found out yet uh, the other day, and I was um, quite surprised about this fun fact, but then also not surprised. Uh, what right. what do you think are the second and third biggest selling albums of all time? Oh, um, I'm sure the Beatles is out there. I would have thought. Nope. And. Like a classic composer, something like no, uh, just no. I know like it's no, Hoven. no. Uh, well, but number one uh, is and has been forever, uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Of course. Number two for the biggest selling album of all time is Back in Black by ACDC. Really? Yeah. Uh, that was also that was the it's first. That was the first album that featured Brian Johnson as the lead singer after the death of Bon Scott. Um, so that was probably part of the reason. And it is also probably their best yeah. album. Um, but number two is, um, and this is in this is uh, on topic to something that happened recently, uh, is um, Bat Out of Hell by uh, Meatloaf and Jim Steinman, uh, which is on topic because Jim Steinman died very recently. At the age of 73. Shit. But yeah, yeah Bat Out of Hell, third highest grossing, uh, first, third biggest selling album of all time. That is mad. I know, right? Thank you for that fact. I know, I was just, I was so interested because I, I was looking up Bat Out of Hell because I love Bat Out of, Bat out of Hell. Um, and yeah, it was like one of the big, it said it was one of the biggest selling albums of all time. I looked it up and it was number three. Jesus. But yeah, hello. Uh, welcome to the podcast. My name's Connor. Hello. And my name's Harry. Uh, long time. No long see. Time no see. Yeah. Well, and I'm now, um, I'm 43 now. It's been so long. As you uh, hopefully you've listened to our Falcon Soldier finale uh, uh, episode, mini episode. Uh, it wasn't really a mini episode this time; it was an hour long. But um, <laughs> said on there, we've been on air off air. My fault. Had some life stuff get in the way. Going back to to working, but actually not working from home, so it's been a bit of an adjustment. Um, but we're back. Um, yeah, we've got a lot to fly through. Uh, a lot to, we're going to talk about. Yeah, um, it's been two weeks. How have you been? Well, it's been technically. Yeah, been? I was. I've been okay. I was say it's technically been two weeks, and there's been pieces of news that we have not spoken to each other about because we only save it for the podcast. So we literally do. Just quickly before we before we talk about uh, the news, the one thing I was going to quickly touch upon. You spoke about the death of of uh, Jim. What was it? What was Jim, it? Steinman. Jim Strickland. Jim Steinman. Steinman. <laughs> um. Also, unfortunately, passed away. You might already have this, but I just thought I'd put it at the top. Is uh, Helen McCrory. Age 52 is known for her role in uh, Peaky Blinders, but she was also uh, Narcissa Malfoy in Harry Potter. Yep, I um, didn't actually have that because I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, uh, it's very. It's very sad, and, and any anyone dies. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, but I just. I just thought you know we mentioned. We mentioned. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I actually only yeah. mentioned that because I realised it was in tune with my fact. I was like, oh wait, yeah, that's a good thing to mention with the fact. But yeah, of course. Um, well, no, yeah, I was going to mention it just to, you know, power respects. And also, no, of course. I watch Peaky Blinders, massive fan of, obviously, I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, I'm a pothead. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was quite a, 
quite a sad, sad bit of news that broke out. So we just wanted to pay our respects up top. But um, mm. yeah, I don't actually have any shout outs this week. I usually have a little, a little, a little shout out or two. Um, usually, I'm just trying. To, I'm sure I had some lined up. <laughs> I'll think of them by the end of the episode. Uh, that's that's all I can think of for that. That's it. See ya next time. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> This was a podcast. Yeah, so I guess we, we could jump. To... We can jump straight on with you know what's happened in the in the uh, media news. Let's let's have a look. See, come on, two two weeks of 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 news goodness. Fill me in. Well, I've we... been away from the internet for two weeks. Oh wow. Okay, so I've got to give you all this news. Okay. Oof. I need to be told. Like it's the first time I've ever heard it. Right. So which um, is obviously we all know that I say we all know we all know I'm fond of anime I wouldn't say I'm an anime fan because I haven't seen that many um uh there is an out there was an announcement that uh Jordan Vogt Roberts Vogt Roberts I don't know how you say his name the director of Kong Skull Island and he's also doing the upcoming Metal Gear Solid movie um is going to be making a live action Gundam movie oh shit yeah which I would yeah I would be I've never seen anything Gundam because I know there's a lot of it and I don't know what's good and what's not um, but I've heard good things about the stuff that is good of Gundam and it, it is you know it's giant yeah. fighting robots that are controlled by people I'm very well aware of it I think I think my brother watches a lot of it on YouTube but yeah, um, I've, been, yeah I've not I've personally not seen no lots of it myself but I'm like you I'm very well aware of what it is yeah it's a I big know it's very popular Oh yeah, I was looking on um on uh, Funimation now the uh, streaming app, and they have the gun the original yes. uh, Mobile Suit Gundam series on there, and it's um it's from 1979. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I think that's just the anime. I don't know when the manga's from, but yeah, it's it's a very long lived series, so Crikey, quite a big deal to see that come into light. And um, I is it maybe an interesting choice for the film? I haven't yeah. seen much else he's done. Kong Skull Island is good, and I I look forward to seeing what he does with his uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I'm the same. Film, uh, I really quite enjoy the Metal Gear Solid story. But yeah, um, yeah, it's good. I like it. So that's an interesting piece of news. Next. <laughs> Uh, I mean, because it because it was two weeks ago. I initially because it's obviously confirmed and everything. I initially wrote down it was IGN that reported it, but uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts himself retweeted it. So <laughs> yeah, that that usually means it's going ahead. Yeah. Um. But on with some comic news, and this isn't in any sort of order. This is just the order I wrote it down. Uh, Lucy Liu is joining the Shazam sequel as the villain. Oh shit! Which is pretty cool. She's yeah, a good actress. No, I like actress. Lucy Liu. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know anything about Lu- uh, the comics for Shazam and that, so I can't speak to who she might be playing. But that's an interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, casting. I'm quite in the dark about Shazam as well. I'll be honest. Yeah, she's she's great, Lucy Liu. When ev- not in everything, I'd say she's probably done some bad things. Everyone has, but um, <laughs> I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. I'm sure she'll be good in Shazam. Yeah, for two. sure. So yeah, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to a Shazam 2. 
yeah, I enjoyed the first one a lot more than I thought I was going to, to be fair, so I'm, I'm excited for Shazam 2. Um, but, but, another casting news. There's a lot of casting news. Okay. Mads okay. Mikkelsen in Indiana Jones 5. Absolutely. I am looking forward to that. Um, I don't think Mads Mikkelsen is like ooh. a standout actor. He's good, but... I just love him. He I is. Just, I genuinely love him. He does have a charisma on screen. Um, um, but also, actually, I've got news relating to. You've got the other bit of Indy Five news. There's another bit. Oh, okay, no, then I haven't. Okay, because this was this was I've I've not been on the internet for two weeks, but this is the one bit of internet that I've been on. This piece of news was beamed straight into your brain. Beamed straight into my brain. <laughs> Thomas Kretschmann, I think I might. Have, I don't know if I pronounced that right. He plays Baron von Strucker. In oh, he's Avengers okay. Yeah, he's just joined Indiana Jones Five. Oh, that's cool. As well. Yeah. But Mads Mikkelsen... I think I knew that. I don't know. Down lately. <laughs> but um, I didn't write it down. Um, or did I? No. For some reason, I felt like I knew that. Maybe it's because I looked him up recently. and I, I don't know. But yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad to see the cast is coming together for that now. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for Indiana Jones. I love the, I love the indie films. Oh, yeah. I'm excited um, to see what James Mangold, the only, uh, the, only the second director to take on an Indiana Jones film. After Steven Spielberg, and I generally think it's yeah, I generally think that's a superb choice as well. But <laughs> on the personal life of Mads Mikkelsen's Wikipedia page, he is often voted the sexiest man in Denmark in polls. <laughs> we love that. He was also recently in that film Another Round, which has been nominated for an Oscar, a couple of Oscars. I think. Meant to be really good as well. Yeah. Um, it is meant to be really good. I've heard. Yeah, I. There's no way to watch it in this country at the moment. Ah, got it. And the Oscars are tomorrow. Ugh. Well, yesterday. I can't believe yesterday. Nomadland won. I know. Buzzing that Nomadland won. Oh, we should do that. Along with Soul for animated feature. Yeah, and also Soul for best um for wanted, best score. Even I wanted on, I wanted Onward to win, but I'm happy Soul as well. Soul's a better film. Ah, I disagree. I think it's a better film as as an opinion. As a fact, I think it's got better animation than Onward. Yeah. Like because there's those there's so many scenes in in Soul where it looks real, <laughs> and you're like, this is an animated world. It looks real. Yeah. No, you are you are correct. And that's where it's that's where they look what they're looking at. Um, Soul also would win for best score because. Uh, Atticus, Atticus Ross and um, Trent Reznor have been nominated twice, so I think it'll be that that they win. I for. mean, I mean, sorry, it has won for best score. We should have done that. There's a Simpsons joke, and I know it's a joke done in other things where they're talking about the Super Bowl. If they have a Super Bowl episode, and they're like, "I can't believe we're going to see," and then they raise a, gl- a mug up above their face to cover their mouth as they say the name of the team, and it's clearly ad libbed in. <laughs> and there's also a presidential election, so there's one where a character's like, "I wonder if President Clinton." We'll bring his wife, Hillary. <laughs> and it's like, we should have done that. We should have just been like, I can't believe one. And I should have just put it in before I uploaded the episode. Oh, let's just do it. Let's just do it now. Now, nah, nah, the, jokes, believe- the joke's gone oh, no, now. No, but here's, the, here's, no, but here's the thing, right? I'll say, I can't believe it. Then I'll blank it. And then we'll put your voice on <laughs> the blank. That seems like such a stretch. And if we had thought about it off air, we would have done it. <laughs> Missed opportunity. This is live right now. Everyone can hear it right now. We're actually recording this the moment you're hearing it. (laughs) 
the, the moment you're listening to it, individual listener, is when we're recording it. <laughs> and that's the news about Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> Um, moving on. Oh, moving on. This was a piece of news which um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, there's a there's apparently a documentary about Chadwick Boseman coming to Netflix. Uh, called yeah, it's about, uh, yeah. Chadwick Boseman portrait of an artist, and it's going to feature interviews like from Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. And that sounds yeah, I think it's sounds on nice. Oh, is it on now? Yeah, I thought it was coming half an hour soon. long. I thought it was coming soon. No, that I was two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, was it? I haven't seen it pop up. That's why. And I'm always looking at what's coming new to Netflix. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I definitely, need to, I definitely, someone watch this. I definitely need to give it a watch. Speaking of that, I can't believe Chadwick Boseman won Best Actor. Yeah, but he should have. I so. on, I'm gonna change that to I really hope he wins. <laughs> Just because. I'd be, yeah, I'd. I'd be silently devastated if he doesn't. When he didn't win the BAFTA, I was sad. I was I was a little angry. I was honest. like, Anthony fucking Hopkins, he didn't even have the audacity to show up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Anthony Hopkins is a great I, actor, I, but I I wanted, yeah. yeah. No, he is. But I just thought it was a little... Maybe because he's I British. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's probably Maybe. why. Only time will tell. Yeah, but we'll see. We already know. <laughs> um, not reveal any spoilers. No, of course. Um, carrying on with some some news. Um, speaking of Chadwick, who's in Marvel, uh, let's jump to another Marvel thing. Uh, Agents of Shield specifically. Uh, Gabriel Luna, who played uh, Ghost Rider in that, is going to be playing Tommy in The Last of Us. Absolute superb choice. That's a great yeah. Gen- opposite Gen- Oscar Gen- Isaac. Gen- is not Oscar Isaac. Fucking Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of there's Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal together stuff. <laughs> so yeah, they two just they just blended together. Pedro Pascal, yeah, alongside him, I think that's great casting. I think the casting in general for this show so far, yeah, has has been absolutely superb. If it, I think with the creative talents of the game on board, Neil Druckmann being back, um, I think this is this is going to turn out to be. Hopefully, yeah. something quite special. And unlike re- um, a recent video game movie, I hope it's actually good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would genuinely. It wouldn't just, it wouldn't just upset me. It'd probably ruin my love a little bit for the games if, if the show's not very good. I, I would I think, say, cause I'd say if you let it not, ruin, not ruin it, no, it, but not ruin it, but it will, it will, it will. It'll hurt. It'll hurt, of course, because it's something that you're you're obviously a big fan of, and if you don't want to see it be bad, but then at least the games are always still there. Yeah, true. I did start replaying um, Last of Us Two hmm? recently. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking for. I'm. I like Gabriel Luna. I'd like. I want to see him in more things. So, I also want to see him come back as Ghost Rider. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, same. I loved him as Ghost Rider, but um. Going on to another bit of casting news because that's all I have. <laughs> no joke. Uh, I can't. I don't know how to say his name, but Pilu Aspake, who played Euron Greyjoy in Game of Thrones, is going to be an Aquaman too. Is he really? Yeah. Okay. He was great as Euron Greyjoy. I um, think he'll be a good addition to that cast of Aquaman. He he, he strikes me I'm, as an underwater person. I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, I'm genuinely really excited for Aquaman too. The first Aquaman is a film that. I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, me too. Like the film isn't I loved it. It's not great, but it's I love it. <laughs> no, it's not great, but I would I would if I saw it on Blu-ray next time at the shops, 
for it. For, I'll be and I had the money. I'll be like, yeah, I'll pick this up. I'll be more than happy to watch this again. Yeah. Um. um I didn't yeah. realize that that actor whose name I cannot say, Pilu Asbake. <laughs> Call him Euron. Euron Greyjoy actor. He was in um, the Ghost in the Shell live action film. He played Bertu. I didn't realize that. Oh shit! Yeah, of course. I didn't recognize him at that point, but yeah. No, but now you say it, it's it's. Yeah. And he's very good casting for Looking that for the back. look of that character as well. That character's got a specific look yeah. that he really did. They did well. It was quite. It was quite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on with uh, more comic book news, and um, just you know, because he, he's out there causing havoc. Marvel love him. Uh, Alfred Molina has confirmed he's back in Spider-Man. Like confirmed, because <laughs> he's been out there talking this. about it. <laughs> My favorite thing was Marvel and Sony have done. To be fair, well, a great they're job. They're doing everything in their power. Not they're doing a great job to not confirm anything, right? They've yeah. Got, okay, yeah, we've got speculation of Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield and, and Jamie Foxx come out and put that picture up, and they got it taken down and all this stuff. But and and, and Alfred Molina literally says in the interview, I probably shouldn't be talking about it, but yeah, I'm back. It was really good. It's from the moment you last see him in Spider-Man Two. They're using de-aging, and it was like you might as well have just said. Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield are with me. It's a Spider-Verse film. Because you would have got away with it. But well, he, well, here's the thing. He's probably filmed like his scenes on a green screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so like, he might I not love, know I who's just, back. I love, fact, I love the fact it was so well-guarded and he just happily come out and just said it in an interview. Yeah. But it does make you think, you know, he, he, the, the Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield rumours were conf- were first reported by the Hollywood Reporter, which was the same people to report Alfred Molina. And I mean, the Hollywood Reporter's always had quite a good reputation of... Oh of, yeah, they're usually, scoops they're usually scoops, accurate. Right? So, yeah, so I, I highly would have thought if they've got this Alfred Molina one bang on, um, maybe, maybe they've got Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire yeah. on as well. Yeah. Um, but it shouldn't be too much longer for a trailer, I would have thought. No, it's... Eternals and, and that trailer, now we've got Shang-Chi. Well, with, uh, with Sony, I would, corner. like, Sony don't have to adhere to the Marvel, like, uh, timing either, really. They yeah. can release their and trailer whenever my, they want, whenever it's ready. My question to you would be, right, for their first trailer, uh, uh, obviously they revealed Mysterio at the end of the first Far From Home trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they would reveal anything like Tom McGuire or Andrew Garfield if they are in the film, or Alfred Molina or Jamie Foxx in the trailer? Or I, do you reckon they'll keep it quite teasery, or do you reckon they'll go full out with it? I don't think they'll they'll reveal that Sony. stuff, but it, yeah, but because it is Sony, I wouldn't be surprised. But I but hope the, uh, I hope they don't. I prefer to be surprised going into the film. Yeah, but for Amazing Spider Man. They uh, two. They revealed the whole film in the trailer. Well, they did the same for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, true. So, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for a trailer for that. I'm just waiting for it to yeah, no, of course to drop any day. It, I hope I hope that the film isn't going to be too like full. You know. Yeah, I hope it feels. And I mean, you know what? Look, John Watts has done a great job on Spider-Man One and Two. Um. And the whole team behind it, and I think the fact they've got you know Kevin Feige and the Marvel team, I think I think if there's a time to do it, 
and get it done right, it would be now. I mm-hmm. think I think Marvel are very good at at kind of controlling how their films are because even even the not as well done films in the MCU aren't hands down the worst films ever made. You know, no, still yeah. redeeming elements to them. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. This is this Spider Man No Way Home is one of, if not my most anticipated film this year. I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's not yeah, it's not one of my most excited ones, to be fair. I feel like the more I hear about it, the more my excitement goes down, because I'm just worried the film's going to end up being a mess. But, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I actually haven't yeah. seen anything since for this next piece of news to know whether or not it's actually confirmed, but I, I've written okay. it down as Olivia Coleman is in talks for Secret Invasion. And I guess ba- um, bouncing off of that, it is confirmed that um, Amelia Clark is going to be in Secret Invasion. I think the thing that can kind of help confirm Olivia Coleman is it was the same um, reporter or the same reporting. Okay. Company. Was it? Um, which one was I say? Was revealed it revealed Amelia Clark? Was it Deadline? Variety? <laughs> Deadline or Variety? I think. I think it was Variety. Or was it Hollywood um, Reporter? <laughs> Uh, but it was the same company that revealed them both, and then obviously Amelia Clark put hers on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, both absolute superb chart cast. Olivia Coleman, quite rightly, is getting the re- recognition she deserves for being an outstanding actress. Yeah. And Amelia Clark, I mean, she's great. Again, Daenerys Targaryen herself, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really hyping up to be a very good looking cast in that show. Mm hmm. Well, the, from the two members Very that are exciting. confirmed, and we also know that obviously Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn are in it. There is someone else as well. That yes. I'm trying to. Where's Where's his name? It's like Ben. Um, Mendelsohn. He was in the run. He no, he was in the <laughs> running. He was in the fuck off. <laughs> he was. <laughs> oh, oh Kingsley Benadir. That's the one. Yeah, him. Of That's course, yeah, he one. was confirmed. I don't know what else he's been in. Well, Ben Mendelsohn, you shit. <laughs> I almost as a joke said, wrong. I almost as a joke said Ben Kingsley, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm half right with that because his name is Kingsley Benadir. <laughs> yeah. Um. ITV's drama Vera. Uh, Private Detective Kareem Washington on the second season of the Netflix series The OA. He appeared in series four and five of Peaky Blinders. Oh, he was Malcolm X in the One yeah. Night in Miami. Okay. And he was in King Arthur, Legend of the Night, Sword. He played Wet Stick. Yeah, I know he's in King Arthur. <laughs> he played Wet Stick. We love we love a Wet Stick. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. That's yeah, that's cool. Um. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that show. Yeah, so am I. Um, but uh, we'll come. We'll come back to the trailers because we'll have more to say about those. Um, this yeah, one, sure. this one, this next bit did get a trailer, but I haven't watched the trailer because I'd rather be surprised when I watch the show itself. Um, Love, Death, and Robots. Obviously, season two coming soon, May fourteenth. Yep, I I need to finish a couple of episodes for series one, but I also decided to at the moment not watch the series 2 trailer yet mm-hmm. I'm going to go into it and, and yeah, enjoy it I was quite happy that I went into that first season blind 
Um, because it's great. I mean, yeah, what I like about it is that you don't have to like everything either. No, yeah, because, you know, it is an anthology, so every episode's yeah. different. There and were some episodes that I loved, some episodes I didn't love. Yeah, there's a few episodes in there I absolutely was like, this is not, not, not it, son. Um. <laughs> my fav- my favourite one was the, um, the, the, like, the robots on the farm. I can't remember the exact premise. Oh, the ones where they've got, the where farm. they've got, like, the weird mech robot, little mech robots, and then they're, yeah, like that one. Like the Titanfall kind of robots. Yeah, that's such a good episode. Um, that was my standout for me. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've actually gotten more uh, a list on um, Letterboxd of my of the episodes. Oh really? So I'm gonna bring that up quickly so I can, yeah, because yeah, I liked a lot of them. I liked there was an episode I liked the concept of more than the execution, and it was the one where it's like I can't explain it, but there's that oh, I could not explain it to you. Um, plus, I don't even know. You said you haven't obviously seen them all. Oh wait, it's the episode. I don't know if you've seen the episode called Good Hunting. It to me. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> Hunting of different robots. Um, let me see if I can get it. Let's see if it. Good hunting. Good hunting. Good hunting. Good hunting. <laughs> la 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 la. It, uh, it's like it's set in like China, and there's like a shape shifting fox. Yes. Um, but I know that the fox gets like, yeah, now permanently human because of industrialization and supplanted magic. The, uh, the character like he develops like robotic engineering and turns the um, gives her like a ro- like a robot body and she's like still a fox kind of thing. I can't explain it, but I love the con the ex- like the concept of that episode. Um, and I was uh, and as I said to you, I obviously wasn't the biggest fan of the execution. Apparently, I was because it's my second favorite episode. <laughs> I. I love uh, solid opinion there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Suits is uh, actually listed as my favourite episode. That's the one when they're on the farm. It's called Suits. Yeah, that's my that's my um, yeah absolute standout. I love the episode Sunny's Edge. Yes, that was on mine. That was episode one. So that was the first one. Yeah, for me that wasn't. For me, when I watched it, episode one was the three robots. Well, see, I've just gone onto the app on on my phone and my phone now says Free Robots is the first one on Netflix Free Robots is shown first I think yeah so but in the actual season the Sunny Ed- Sunny's Age. Edge is Ice Age that's good I liked that that's decent when the yogurt took over the secret war the secret war um, is great the dumping shapeshifters fish not I've, seen, I've not seen quite a lot oh shape wait yeah shapeshift Shapeshifters, that's the one where they're, they're soldiers. Have oh, you have, oh, I actually started playing one. Have you seen that one then? Shapeshifters. No, there's oh, actually okay. turns out I've only turns out I've only seen like four or five. Which ones have you seen? Uh, Suits, yeah. The Witness, Sucker of Souls, Sunny's Edge, Beyond the Aquila Rift, Free Robots. Beyond the Aquila yeah, Aquila Rift. Um the Witness is good. Yeah, I like The Witness. The episode I liked least, I don't know if you haven't, you didn't say it there, the episode I liked the least is The Dump. Yeah, that's still one I've got to watch. Yeah, that was my least favourite episode. But, I um, might jump back on it now. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, sh- you should. It's good. It's really, like, there's... 
it's also good because like you know not everyone's gonna like the same episodes as well apart from the fact that we both really like suits <laughs> but no <laughs> yes true. i've got rate yeah i've got uh suits good hunting sunny's edge are all rated five for me five stars on nice yeah it's a good show anyway <laughs> uh season three has also been confirmed for that for 2022 as well so oh shit son yeah so that's cool amazing news um but you know how um vin diesel's a, you know the best he's uh he's gonna be in a rock'em he is all about family but he's also all about rock'em sock'em robots oh fuck off because <laughs> he's gonna be in a rock'em yeah, sock'em robots movie how do you make a film about rock'em sock'em robots <laughs> They can't move. They can only move Do you their remember? arms and their head pops up. I love the the, the Rock'em Sock'em robots in um, Toy Story 2. <laughs> yeah, they were great. But, but what is it? Is it going to be like a man who slowly turns into a Rock'em Sock'em robot? I don't he know. Has to, he, has to like, he has to like stop himself from coming it. I don't know. End, he gets fused. He gets fused to a boxing rig and he gets sold I, a toy. I think, it's, gets... I think it's going to be they're literally fighting robots. Right, no, right. I just thought of the perfect film. Right, are you ready for this? The Sockham. Rock'em Sockham Rock, Robots. Rock'em Sockham Robots. Yeah. Vin Diesel film, right? It's also going to star Tyrese and a special guest star, right? Mm -hmm. Not going to reveal the special guest star till the end. So, what's going to happen is Rock and, um, Vin Diesel and Tyrese are friends, right? They're yeah. Like, yeah, we're, we're friends. Bit of a falling out. Ah, right. They're going to they're gonna start fighting. Big Bang Bosh. But then slowly they're going to start turning into robots, right? And they have to try and find a cure together to stay human, right? But unfortunately, the twist is they don't find the cure in time. They turn into Rock'em Sock'em robots. They still are alive, but they're these robots, right? Mm -hmm. And they get sold to none other than a young version of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But Dwayne Johnson won't work with them again. So much. Yeah, but that's that was the point of them. They hate each other. That was the point of. But they hate them. each other in real life, <laughs> so they're yeah. not going to work together. Why couldn't you have just laughed? Because it went in a direction I I expected it to. <laughs> I I predicted your with your direction there. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what they're going to do with that film. I just thought it was a fun piece of news. <laughs> yeah, that's just fucking. That's genuinely just it's probably gonna be of course he is. he's gonna be the voice maybe i want it to be he's physically gonna be a rock of sucker robot and they are literally just I, the toy i love that like they they are just there and then they just go into the they just fight each other and one of their head pops off at the end i love there's a simpsons uh episode where um i think it's bart and nelson or someone two people i know nelson's one of them are going up against each other and like a, it's kind of a rock and sucker robots but um, when Nelson wins and he knocks the head off of the other one and you just hear a guy just goes you knocked his block off two people come and take Nelson away they're like come with us <laughs> just... how do you make a I just I don't understand how he's going to make a film on it just we'll see what it's probably going to end up like real steel move on move on um, I can't deal I can't deal with that bit of okay it's broken me just a, t a touch on this because I'm I'm a fan of this show. Um, After Life series three has begun shooting. That's Ricky Gervais' show. Oh yes, 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 yes. I really like that show. It's, it's quite good. Oh nice. Um, but yeah, so that started shooting, and I'm ha I'm looking forward to seeing season three because it's yeah, it's a very good show from Ricky Gervais. It's 
going to be the last one as well, right? I don't know if if that's been confirmed. Yeah, if it hasn't, I don't know. <laughs> Fair. Um, Strong. But uh, on to uh, Michael Keaton and his publicist has confirmed he's going to be in the Flash. I know this was something that we all kind of knew was happening, but it was it was also put up in the air a little bit. When Michael Keaton was like, because of the whole COVID situation, he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, he wasn't sure if he was going to travel. Yeah, I, I like he's, um, I, he, he's filming in London, isn't it? Yeah, it was. I love it because it was. Um, I say I love it, but it was something that he said that when he approaches a film role, he's like, "Is this going to kill me?" So <laughs> he put that I into thinking about that. this one. So it's like, oh no, yeah, of course. If that's how you're approaching it, then yeah, of course you do want to be careful. Um, but no, it's good to hear that he is coming back. Uh, if unless his mind changes again, but we'll see. <laughs> well, they've they've started filming already. They started filming last week. Yeah. Um, so I assume. Well, I don't. He's on set. He could be. We don't know. We don't know where Michael Keaton's at at any given time. Yeah, I do. I have a, I have a phone line direct. I was gonna say a phone line direct to the White House. No. No, that's that's Joe to... Biden. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why I'd get them confused. Do you know what Michael Keaton would play would be a great Joe Biden in a film? Maybe. Um, I know Jim Carrey played him on yeah, SNL. Michael. Michael Keaton looks like a young Joe Biden. Probably. Uh, or Chris Evans. I just thought of that. <laughs> Chris Evans in his old man Captain uh, America makeup. No, Chris Evans is the youngest, then it goes Michael Keaton. No, but when, obviously, at the end of uh, Avengers Endgame, when he's old, he looks like Joe Biden. I've not actually seen Avengers Endgame. So, oh, okay. Uh, you just spoiled that to me. Fair enough. Nah, I have seen it. I know you have. I was there. But images have been released. Not officially, because you know they don't look like official images, but images from the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 set and they have confirmed that Knuckles is in the oh, film. I saw this. Yeah, I saw that. I knew you'd be excited. And I'm not going to lie, I was excited as well. I, well, I knew they were, they were looking at cut casting for Knuckles because I know that people were saying that they wanted uh, Dwayne Johnson to play him well no apparently the heavy speculation is Jason Momoa is going to be Knuckles oh that's good that's a great casting right that's... I think he'd make a great Knuckles do you know what I find really weird is that they got they got Ben Schwartz to play uh, Sonic because it's, you know it's a named actor and it will draw people yeah Tails is being played by the same actor Actress, I want to say that plays him in the sh- in the uh, other things. Yeah, but Knuckles and Sonic get to be played by. I say get to be played by celebrities. Why couldn't the voice actor who plays Sonic and everything else play him? He's really good. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I think I think when you think of Sonic, I th- I think of Sonic, Knuckles, and Shadow. I don't necessarily think really. Of what yeah. Tails is? I was always. Tails, no, was... Tails is great. But no, I was always maybe... more of a fan of uh, No, okay, but I was Tails oh, was I've triggered him. No, but Tails was introduced in the second game. Knuckles was introduced later, and then Shadow was much later. Yeah, but I do think I think Knuckles has had more of an effect. And Shadow is just evil look, Sonic. What look, don't Knuckle has had more of an effect me. as a meme. <laughs> Ugandan don't Knuckles. Me. It's just an opinion. No, I'm just saying the fact that you say you don't think of Tails. Like, yeah, I don't. really? 
For me, it's always Sonic and Tails, like, together. And not, like, I used to think Knuckles was a... I mean, when he shows up, I think he is a bad... He is an enemy. I think. Uh, no, I love I Knuckles. Knuckles is my boy. I guess, maybe you you also played um, Sonic Heroes, in which you obviously play as all three of them. Heroes. When you play as uh, Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails, and then all Tails does in that, yeah, is just fly. Like, he doesn't do anything. So maybe you're thinking at it from that kind of point of view. Oh, that was such a good game. It was okay. It was it was very copy and paste for every single storyline. Stop singing. <laughs> or I'll mute you. And I'll do the rest of the podcast on my own. It's just me, just like just listening. <laughs> um, but I yeah. won't even hang up. I'll carry on listening. But onto a piece of news that I wrote down that I don't actually care about. I don't know why I wrote it down. I don't know if you care about this, but apparently, uh, there's going to be uh, a series called "How I Met Your Father" at Hulu, starring Hilary Duff. Yeah, I couldn't give a flying fuck. Cool. On to the next thing. That's, uh, um, well, no, the, the only thing I say about that is people are saying that can you really trust the show? from the writers who got their last season so badly wrong. Um, I mean, I'll say. I guess they won't get it wrong this it, time. But, but No, I never, I never watched. I watched bits and pieces of How I Met Your Mother and I couldn't get into I it. I couldn't get into it. No, yeah. Not my thing. I even tried yeah, to watch it from the beginning at some point and I was like, yeah, no, maybe not. <laughs> Just started watching Community, actually. I do want to watch that yeah. at some point, but we'll see. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, straight, move, move straight on. Uh, move straight on. Um, Martin Scorsese's new film, Killers of the Flower Moon, has started filming. Is that the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? They're all with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Fair. Yes, it is the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro? De Niro? Ro- Robbie De Niro, yeah. Robert, yeah. De- Robert De Niro. Uh, Lily Gladstone, Jesse Plemons, Tantu Cardinal, Cara... I'm not going through the whole cast. Um, yeah. Is it, do you say Cara Delevingne? No, I said Tantu Cardinal. Oh, awkward. Uh, you yeah. might be hearing a bit of rustling from my microphone. I'm just having to, to readjust to plug my charger in. Boo. I apologise to, to all the listeners. Boo. Sorry. But yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon. An epic Western crime drama. From It started filming. It's going to obviously... It's being made through uh, Apple TV. Me. Well, Paramount and Apple. Oh, is it Paramount as well? Yes. Hello. Nice. My cat's here. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, it's got a budget. $200 million. Yeah, I know this film was going to have like a huge budget, and that's part of why Apple are doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising, is it? Harry's, surprising. Harry left. Oh, he's back. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you not hear what I just said? I apologise. Uh, no, I heard you. Um, but you were far away. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, I just... I got stuck trying to reach the plug. I'm sorry, everyone. It's a non-fi- so unprofessional. It's a non-fiction story as well. Members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. C- cool. I like Scorsese. Yeah. I like DiCaprio. I like De Niro. Um, bring it on. I like you. No. Bring it on. Bring it, like bring it, bring it on. On. Bring it. Filming is expected to last for seven months. Jesus. That's quite a while, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's quite long. For this. But it's Scorsese, I will trust him. I can't remember a bad Scorsese film. Long. I have not seen yeah, a bad... Irishman. I have not seen a bad Scorsese film. The Irishman. Irishman's amazing. Shut up. <laughs> it's just long. Too long. Well, after we spoke about it being just a cameo recently, it turns out that Russell Crowe is playing Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder. And that's another Alfred Molina. He just come out and just fucking... <laughs> yeah, he, to get the he said something about... Control. He said something about, I'm just going to get on my bike right up to the Disney Fox Studios and Zeus about for a bit. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just... He, I love him. <laughs> he's one of those actors that just doesn't give a shit, though, does he? Like, no, yeah. he'll happily just tell yeah, you he's what meant he's to doing. Be, yeah, he's meant to be quite all over the place, isn't he? <laughs> um... But apparently he's already filmed all these scenes as well. Yeah, I think it's only going to be a small thing, but cool, Zeus. Cool. Yeah, down for Zeus. He's been in the comics, obviously, and that leads to, are we going to see Hercules in the Marvel Universe soon? In the oh, MCU? that'd be interesting. And I've seen people, obviously, uh, for a long time, have been saying that if, if Henry Cavill doesn't get to do another Superman, they should make him uh, Hercules. Yeah. Because he's got the look. And that would be funny if he does end up playing Hercules, because then he would be Russell Crowe's son again. Yeah, that'd be quite funny. But no, yeah, cool, Russell Crowe. I'm down for Russell Crowe. Um, and the last bit of news I have is that uh, Maya Erskine has joined the Obi-Wan series. Whoever she is. Oh, nice. I just thought because it's... Uh, oh, she she, she played Judy Takamoto in Scoob. I've not seen Scoob yet. Um, She's done TV stuff. Voice to work mainly by the looks of it. Uh, oh. Fair enough. She's also uh, one of the main main cast members, also a creator, writer, and executive producer on the um, TV show Pen Fifteen, which is meant to be really heard good. Pen Fifteen. Yeah, it's meant to be good. Yeah, I've heard it's good anyway. It's funny because it looks like it says penis. Um, But that's all the news I have. <laughs> Followed by the longest silence. Uh, the only other piece of news oh, which like we've, we we've already touched on is uh, that uh, Captain America 4 is in the works now. Yep. And if you want our opinions on that, go and listen to our Falcon and Winter Soldier review. Why Why haven't you listened to it yet? I want another Captain no, America movie, really, but we've already, really spoke, we've yeah. already spoken about it, so... Um, yeah. Unless you have anything else? Yeah. Uh, I just feel like genuinely we didn't talk a lot about um, how I met your father. Who? Um, I don't have a dad, I'm the, sorry. The sh- the, the, fuck me. I hope my Jeez. dad doesn't listen to this. He probably won't. He doesn't yeah, care about anyone say, other than himself. You d- <laughs> fuck it, I hope he doesn't listen to it now. Fucking hell. Funny. I honestly, yeah, just move on. I don't really know where we go from that. That was quite a. Uh... <laughs> it's funny, but I'm also nervous for you. Nah, it's funny. Nervous for me? What the fuck's my dad gonna do? <laughs> Make an effort for the first time in 25 years? <laughs> By the sounds of it, nothing. <laughs> um, anyway, getting off that. <laughs> Fucking. Let's just steer past that topic. Um, unless you, um, do you have any more news? 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 
Pouring myself a drink. Okay. Let's talk about quickly a couple of trailers, and then we're gonna move on. Oh to yeah, we didn't. Topic of the episode. Didn't touch on the All trailers. Right. Look, lucky I'm here for a segue. So in the past two weeks, the two trailers we really want to talk about, one in less detail than the other, is what I'm gonna start with first. Okay, because I'm also not sure. Anyway, um, that's just a little Harry talks to himself moment there. You're welcome. Uh, Fast and Furious release uh, their newest trailer. A three and a half now, minute I'm trailer. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it in too much detail um, because I think we're going to, you know, we'll cover the film when it comes out, and and we've already, you know, we've got another trailer to get through and and uh, a topic. But um, the thing I wanted to touch upon about this trailer is why I'm bringing it up is the very ending of the trailer. Uh, Loki confirms space. them going to space. Do you know what else? Um, and uh, for people that, I just want to... Sorry, for people that go... Well, you go first. Oh, well, no, you go first. Oh, for people that go, no, it doesn't. Well, Justin Lin came out in an interview afterwards and basically went, yeah, we're going to space. Um, I spoke with scientists. And then there was an interview with Vin Diesel and he was like, he has a he has like this kind of mural to Paul Walker, or this like, tribute thing. And he said that he was he was looking at that in his house on the day that Justin Lin came over to tell him about the space stuff and Vin Diesel was quoted to say and it felt like fate brought him there in that moment <laughs> so uh, yeah and who else are they sent to space but Ludacris and Tyler yeah that's, but that's, that's what gets me it's like yeah they're going to space but they're sending the com- comedic relief there I wanted Vin Diesel to go into space without a spaceship or a helmet or anything just make him a superhero just, already. He just stands in my fingers. I ain't got family. I got wings. <laughs> wings pop out his back and he just fucking flies up. See, just give. Oh my god, please. I I know that even if they say we're gonna stop at eleven because they're obviously doing uh, ten and eleven as a two-parter thing, they're not. They're gonna probably keep this franchise going forever. But if they do. If they do, they've got to embrace high fantasy stuff because it will just make it amazing. It's like we've done everything yeah. we possibly can on Earth. We just need to make this ridiculous now. If I was in charge of that franchise, oh my god, it'd be insane. <laughs> so, um, if you go back to one of our first episodes, right, we spoke about what we would like to see from uh, the upcoming films, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my friends at work about our uh, our idea. And I've kind of had a bit of an update on it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell it to you now. So, Fast 10 will end as we wanted it to end. Vin Diesel's stuck on the moon. I'm stuck on the moon! He's got nothing left, right? Um, the intergalactic Fast and Furious version of Thanos, whether we call it Cardos or whatever, it's just one big car. <laughs> <laughs> Revs his engine. It's a Transformer, but essentially. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it ends with Vin Diesel. He sends Vin Diesel up to the moon. Right? Oh shit! What are we gonna do? The next, the next film, right? Vin Diesel's son. It's been two years, uh, and Vin Diesel's still surviving on the moon. We don't know how, yeah, but he he just is. He's got a limited air supply. Um, he's just sitting on the moon, going, "I'm on the moon," and Vin Diesel's son has to travel back in time to get parts together to assemble a weapon to kill Carnos. And get Vin Diesel from the moon, right? So he has to travel to the Jurassic period and see dinosaurs. <laughs> um, he has to see the Romans, and he bring he like builds his own car with like a horse, um, and then 
the final parts he has to get from none other than Paul Walker. Oh, God. See you again plays as he gets the part from him. He defeats Carnos, he brings Vin Diesel down from the moon, and then Vin Diesel goes, right, it's time to build a time machine and a spaceship. And they just, they travel the universe, and uh, Vin Diesel's then confirmed to be the next Doctor Who. <laughs> that went places. Um, the then... last bit about Doctor Who, the last bit about Doctor Who, I just added at the end there. Yeah. But, um... Um, yeah, that, that universe just needs to embrace its ridiculousness. Keep going. Also, sure. I, I do want to say that uh, actually, Harry, I've actually seen all. I've seen the film already. Right, Fast and Furious Nine. You? Yeah, I have because they showed everything in that fucking trailer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> cool. I've seen every. Yeah, I've one. seen all the great action scenes. Literally, the only reason anyone watches those films. Yeah, but that's all they're trying. They do that with all their trailers. Actually, I don't want to sound bad about this. Okay, um, those films were successful. Sadly, yeah. Paul Walker died, and then Fast and Furious Seven made over a billion dollars. What I feel like yeah. it is is everyone went to go and see see the film after Paul Walker died as a tribute to him, and now they're stuck with the franchise. They're like, we don't actually like this, but we're stuck now. <laughs> yeah. It's like that everyone signed a contract because I actually like like I went I liked these films before like Paul Walker died. I was yeah I was so shocked when he died. I'm not trying to be like oh I'm a real fan. I'm not because I don't like these films anymore <laughs> and I see them all for what they actually are. They're not great. Um, we'll still be going to see the next one together. We'll see. Um, but I, I love Fast Five. I think that's a really fun film. Um, but yeah, it's just that it's a funny, it's a funny thing because before then, they had success, but not on the scale they have now. Yeah. So it's like, where did that, where did it change? And it is obviously when Paul Walker died is where it changed. Um, and they have also since then just embraced the ridiculousness of the franchise. There's only been yeah. one film since then, though. There's only been yeah, one. Yeah, true. there's only been one film without Paul Walker. It feels like there's been more. Spin-off. spin-off doesn't count. Because you had Hobbs and Shaw. Spin-off doesn't Hobbs count. Sure. Yeah, but he King wasn't going to be in the spin-off even if he was alive. Yeah. Maybe we should. Um... But um, yeah, that was just something I thought Maybe about. We just move on. That was just something I thought about. Oh. Oh God, Harry! It's yeah. a podcast. It's meant to be talking. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, it's just. We all know I s- that uh, Paul Walker's been held in cryogenic storage. I'd like to steal to be in Fast Eleven. I'd like to. St- <laughs> okay, I'd like to steal huh? something. Yeah, after his tragic death, that's really where they where he's been. Come on, Harry. After his tragic Read death, the he's in Inferno. <laughs> he's in Inferno. Oh. He's in a cryogenic chamber. Let's um call him off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, that was the worst thing I've ever said in my life. Oh no. <coughs> anyway, Please just carry on talking I was talking. um something. I'm going to steal something that was said by um someone I watch or uh, on a on another podcast. All right. Um, Fast and Furious is kind of like a phenomenon for our lifetime, like. Obviously, there's these big, huge franchises like James Bond, King Kong, Godzilla, and stuff like that that have been around for a long time. 
but the first Fast and Furious film came out in the 2000s. Like this is it's, it's become uh, yeah, right. it's become yeah. this huge franchise. Like obviously there's other things that have happened in the time as well, but it's weird because it's like it's not based on something. True. But there are nine films, and there's a tenth one coming now. Like obviously including the spin-off. Yeah. In the space of obviously twenty years, I guess it, obviously it's not the same as like Marvel where they've got over twenty films in ten in like a decade. But it's like it's different. It's like on that regard where it's like they could keep making these films forever, like they have with like James Bond and stuff like that. Yeah, it could go on for years. Like it's it's such a weird like thing that because it, it isn't a because ri- it's a ri- an original it's story a, as well. A, I mean, the it's first a very one bold move. Yeah, them deciding to end it. It's not going to end. Trust me. No, it's got the spin-offs and it's got TV yeah. and game, but I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a bold move for them to decide to end the main franchise. I'm pretty sure some of them will stick around, but yeah, I feel like it's probably like Vin Diesel will move move on. Yeah, it's also funny to think because um, a lot of people always come back to like, oh, Vin Diesel's the face of the franchise. He wasn't even in the second one, and he's in the end of the third one. And the only reason he did that was so he could get the rights for Riddick. Yeah, true. <laughs> Riddick went nowhere. But a lot of people think he's in all of them. He's not in the second one. No, he's not. It's Paul Walker and Tyrese. Fucking Tyrese, man. And Ludacris was introduced in that one as well. Yeah, he was, actually. That's a good point. He has a big afro in it. Don't Tyrese and Ludacris not like each other? <clears throat> well, in real life, probably. Yeah. Oh. I they all just secretly hate each other. That's acting, they isn't it? They talk about family so much, they just <laughs> fucking can't stand each other. That's acting, isn't it? Yeah, good point. They're paid to like each other. Um, but yeah... Uh, Whereas, we like each other for free. Yeah. Uh, the other trailer was obviously Shang-Chi. Now, I... Right, well, actually, at the back, what were your opinions on this trailer? Did you like the trailer? I, I um, In terms of what it shows in terms of the story for the film it doesn't show a lot to really be like okay I get what's going on or anything like that which is I'm fine with it in that sense um, in yeah. terms of the way the film looks it looks incredible yeah my because what I was going to say to you is right the actual film I'm excited for it's made me excited for the film be excited yeah. uh, the actual trailer itself especially the second half I think is, and this might just be you know because I, cause I uh, do editing and stuff but I think it's very poorly edited in I the second half. I think I've, I think I've seen worse edited trailers. Um, the Marvel, I mean, maybe. Um, I think I don't. I think it's all right in terms of. I guess it's like, hard with it's, it's hard with trailers because with trailers you are trying to just show things off. You're not really trying to. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's think, not the same as when you're editing a film. Key, but yeah, the key example was you know. So most of the trailer's great, but then you know the music's building up to this kind of pivotal moment, and and the last shot of the trailer, you know, Aquafina goes, "Who are you?" Even though um, throughout the whole film, by the by the looks of the trailer, she's known him throughout the whole film. Anyway. Yeah, but she, he he's but, um, probably not been known as Shang Chi. He's not going around being like, "I'm Shang Chi." Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, and obviously he does the pose, which is sick, but the music that goes with it to to go with that kind of climax of the trailer doesn't fit. Really I don't know. Rough. I like. I I liked it. 
Um, but you know, I'm excited for the film. I, I think I think the actual film itself looks looks good. It does. Um, and it was one that I was a little bit worried that maybe wouldn't end up being good, but no, I feel like it looks. It probably it probably will suffer from the origin story syndrome that Marvel seem to have, but um, yeah, I it still it looks will, like it's I got enough it's... good stuff in there. Yeah, true. Big cast as well. Oh yeah, it's got a great cast. Um, yeah, I am. Ex- I am excited to see it. I mean, I love Marvel. I'm excited to see any new Marvel film at the end of the day. And um, with these, you know, the th- the the scene of like uh, her saying, "Who are you?" I don't think she's saying that to him. Just uh, based on the way she else? says it, I think yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, possibly. So actually. that's that's a sign of like. Edit, editing trailer editing essentially like it's, it's her saying something and we're made to think it's her saying it to him but it, but I don't think yeah. I don't think it will be that she's saying it to him um I also like that um Simu Liu actually did if it's said Liu I don't know if it said or it's just said Liu I don't know <laughs> um I like Marvel, that he had sure, to learn yeah. obviously a lot of his own and learn and do a lot of his own stunts because Shang-Chi doesn't wear a mask my favorite thing about him right is the fact that he's just so psyched to be this character? Oh yeah, no, he's I love I love I follow I followed him on Twitter for a while now, and he's he's great. I mean, uh, he was you know there's the, there's the famous kind of picture of him tweeting Marvel like five years ago saying, "Can we talk about Shang Chi, please?" Yeah. And then like he and then the day of the Comic Con announcement, like the day after, he replied to that tweet saying, "Thanks for the chat." <laughs> um, and it's just great. Yeah, I think I think. A bit like how Aquaman, how you can kind of tell in the performance that Jason Momoa just really enjoys playing it, yeah. and this character he really enjoys playing. I think that will come across very well in this film. You'll be able to tell that he just he'll just have he's had such a great time doing it, and he's just really grateful. Yeah, and, and I he... think that will come across in the performance. And um, <clears throat> not to you know not to you know get I don't know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give this any sort of pretense but he looks damn good in it as well <laughs> yeah no, yeah he does look good as a yeah. straight man like i yeah he looks so good he looks so good <laughs> sexy asian man connor man there's nothing connor you can be straight and still say no i know you can the guy looks i just want to yeah looks fit as fuck he's a sexy yeah, asian man there you go you've said it <laughs> and i'm proud of you um yeah, I'm. Not, I'm sorry. I'm so excited for this film. You you know that it's been one of the ones I've been excited for the most. I'm excited for us to go to the cinema to see an MCU film again. That's oh, yeah. what I'm excited for. Well, we'll probably get question. to it with Black Widow. Yeah, this was a question that I should have probably asked outside the podcast, but now I've got you here. Oh. Um, are we going to watch? Are we watching Black Widow together in in the cinema? I mean, it or also. Do you want to watch that? It depends on the situation. Oh, depending, the if the cinemas are open, yeah. Yeah, it if really... the cinemas are open, would you want to see that in the cinema? I mean, definitely. Alright, sick. Just wanted to make sure I saw what to go with. Yeah, I'd rather see it in the cinema when I've, when Cineworld's open like, and use my Cineworld card again for once. Oh, mate. I've, I'm going to try and book a... Closer to the time, I'm going to get your availability and just book a day off and we can just go to the cinema. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see, seeing like, it. Yeah. See, like, any and every film that we can lay our hands on. Yeah, um, I was talking to um, my friend uh, the other... Yesterday, actually. Um wouldn't be yesterday for when his podcast is released um about uh he mentioned like cause asked about the 40x thing and i was saying that i don't i've always said that i would only do 40x for a film i've technically seen before 
because I don't want to be distracted yeah. by the experience of 4DX while I'm trying to watch something for the first time. So, yeah. they're definitely... I feel they're like they're, they're definitely going to release Godzilla vs. Kong in cinemas. That's a film I, I wouldn't mind seeing in 4DX. Let's do it. If it's available, let's do it. Yeah. Um, um, and... We could obviously organise it towards the time, yeah. but I mean, to be fair, it's only two weeks away. And you don't have any more weeks. pieces of news, do you? Because I can just quickly touch on this piece of thing I wanted to say as well. Cause... Uh, I don't know. Okay, because going off of the cinema releases, um, it does seem like uh, they're delaying the release of Mortal Kombat in this country uh, for a cinema release. It seems that's what's happening. Because right, there's, so there's been you... no communication. But I watched it. Don't ask me how I watched it. Oh, so it's not available to purchase. It is not available. It is then. not available in this country. See, not going to tell you how he did it. VPN, everybody. That's I wouldn't. Sure I, okay, no, actually, but that's why I don't want to say. You should have just. You should have just said yes, but uh, no. Okay, no, fair because play. no, because the VPN's legal. No, 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 fair. Fair play. You, no, you've seen. Right, so you've seen. I've seen the film. On it again. I, I've seen the film, and, and I do want to say. It is absolutely not worth watching unless you're that big a fan of the games because it's... Is it that bad? It's not awful. It's got some good is moments. Is violence good? It's... If you just like blood for no reason, yeah, but no. Because <laughs> I, I watched the first seven minutes on YouTube. See, no, like, that's a good scene. Sick. That's a good scene. But then there's a lot of fighting that is just grappling. There are some good moments, though. I'm not going to spoil it, but there are some good moments. There's a lot of moments where characters do just say the lines from the games as well, and you kind of have a smile on your face, like, ah, that's funny. Uh, but the film... And it has some good fight sequences, especially in the third act. But the film is so dull. Ah. Like, I was sitting through it. The writing is so poor. The acting is... There's, like, no effort, it feels like. And I get that this this is a first time for this director, so maybe that's what has con- contributed to the the acting side of it. But the script is awful. Yeah. Um, right. Like there's a okay. scene early on where um, the main character's uh, daughter gives him like a bracelet thing, and she's like, "Now we both have one." But the way she says it is like, not. It, it was like this. That's terrible line delivery. <laughs> right. I have one question about it. Right. Yeah. Try and answer it spoiler free if you can for the for the, for the listeners. Mm-hmm. And this is all we'll talk about, right? About it. Is it basically I've heard from people that it's one giant setup? Pretty much. Okay. I would that's say that's definitely saying. what they were doing. I know I know yeah, I know how as well, but um yeah, I think I mean I was gonna watch it, but I won't. Maybe it's not if if it's in the cinema when it's in the cinema I'll use my free Cineworld to go see it, I won't pay fifteen ninety nine to rent it now if it was available now. For example, no, no, I'm not going to say. Based on your reaction, I'm not going to say to anybody, don't pay for this movie, because I've already I said yesterday to my friend who um, made the film available for us to watch. Um, I said Love to that. him, I still would have preferred to have paid to watch it because, yeah. I still want to contribute to the industry. I wanted to see the film. I would have paid to watch it. But I won't pay to see it again. I won't make the effort to watch it again. It's not, like, offensively bad. You can enjoy it. I enjoyed some of the action sequences. But 
it's just not yeah it's not a good film unfortunately okay that's a shame um, it is a good film though what the best pictures for the Oscars oh oh the Oscars so we've spoken about this topic um, before what we're going to do we're just going to go and look at some old old Oscar years and be like let's look at the films that won and stuff like that and what's yeah. good and before we before we start on it I know in the last episode we said this episode was going to be uh, um, uh, video games that are um, oh yeah we did that, that, that could be rebooted or or sequels to we are going to do that at some point can't promise it, when, is, it yeah. is in the pipeline um, like with our other idea with this one it was more of a case of um, the Oscars are happening. It would have if we if yeah if we had if we had recorded last week, then this week would have been the game reboot one. But um, because the Oscars are at the time of recording last night, it just seems a bit more fitting. So it will come <laughs> at the time of recording last Oscars. night, were they? <laughs> at the time of at release. Time of... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. um, we are excited to do that one. I know we've both got a couple that we want to talk about, um, so don't fret. It is on the pipeline. It will come in the next couple of weeks. Just can't confirm when yet. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, this is Colin's idea. Let's let him let's let him roll with it, and then yeah. we'll rate him smoking microphone at the end. <laughs> so, yeah, please don't. Um, I could also say, do you want to pick a random year? Okay. Should we should we do from twenty ten to twenty twenty, and we both get like what two picks each? Yeah, maybe. You can pick a year first, then. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Okay. Um, let's go with 2013, because that was a year I thoroughly enjoyed for TV, and I want to see if I enjoyed it for film as well. Okay, so that's the 85th Academy Awards, hosted by Seth MacFarlane. I know, ah, pe- I know, yes. I know people were quite torn by his hosting. Um, <laughs> some people didn't like him. Um, I liked him. I mean, I like I like Seth MacFarlane, but yeah, some people maybe didn't like the sense of humor he well, brought I like, to it. I don't really, rem- I don't really remember what he did. I didn't I watch this. I didn't watch this. But, so. Yeah. Um. So this is yeah for the films. This is for films released in 2012. Okay. Um. <clears throat> uh, so best picture nominees were Argo, Amor, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Misérables. Uh, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. Argo won. I have seen three of those. <laughs> I am going to get it up on my screen as well, so I don't have to keep asking. Yeah. Because um, I have also seen... 20... Viewers, viewers listeners, fuck out. Maybe one day we'll do it. Yeah, I've I've also thought about maybe doing because I've seen a lot of visual podcasts recently. I haven't watched them. I always listen to them anyway. So yeah, so but no, it'd be good fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, so I have seen out of the best picture nominees. Oh come on, there we go. Right, I have seen that's not that's just lists of films that have come out in that year. No, type Sorry. in two, type in two thousand thirteen Academy Awards and go to the, the Wikipedia page. That's right. Yeah, we go. So the we will get this for the eighty fifth ca- Academy Awards. Yeah. I'm on the. I'm on the. I'm on the. I'm on the thing now. I'm just going. Just scrolling. Right. Best picture. So I have seen one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think. What I, do you see? Well, I've seen. 
I've seen Argo, Django, and uh, Lincoln. I have seen uh, Django, Les Mis, and Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Um... <laughs> this isn't like the best year, is it? In terms of what we can say. Um, I liked Argo. Argo's a really good film. Really tense. Um, okay. Like, very uncomfortably tense. Um... But it's a really good film. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say, I'd say the same for Zero Dark Thirty. Oh really? Well. But we know um, they. We yeah, know, I'd say it's but, quite. But we know they get him in the end. <laughs> no, I know, but it's still quite. It's still quite tense. No, of course. The events that kind of happen. No, of course. Yeah, I haven't actually. Yeah. Played it, played it. I haven't seen that it's one. Really well. I haven't seen that one, but I have seen. I know Catherine Bigelow did um. Hurt Locker. But anyway, it was part of the reason why I watched it as well. I watched the Hurt Locker, and then I went on to, I went on to that one. And but uh, Catherine Bigelow was the only uh, only woman to win Best Academy Award, Best Director, Best Academy Award, Best Director for um, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, Hurt Locker. Really? Yeah. Until Chloe Zhao won for um, Nomadland last night. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, of course. But yeah, so I saw Argo, blah blah blah, Django Unchained. It's you know, it's it's a Tarantino movie. It's great. Tarantino movie, but I wouldn't have given it the Oscar personally. We didn't get it. It's good. <laughs> no, no, I mean, if it was me, I would have given it zero out of thirty. Oh, really? But, um, out of the one, out of yeah. the ones you've seen. Out of the out of the three, oh, I mean, Les Mis is very good, but I think I think zero dark thirty is just it just trumps stronger for me. You see, out of those films, even the ones that I know of and haven't seen, so like Life of Pi, Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty, I'd still give it to Argo. Really? It's such a good film. And it's obviously it's um it is directed by Ben Affleck as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, directed by? Uh well it's based on a true no, it's written by <laughs> it's written by Chris Terrio. <laughs> Jesus. But it's based on um, obviously a real real event. Yeah, I I need to watch it. Maybe I'll do you, it do you know what it, do you know what it's about? Don't doesn't he have to fake filming something? They have they, they fake a film production crew going to another country so they can get out hostages or something like that. Oh shit! Um, and there's a scene uh, the in in the air, in an airport which is one of the most uncomfortable scenes I've ever watched in a film because it's so tense like the film is so good at doing that that's what I remember from when I watched it and I've only seen it once because it's not a film I want to go back to because of how tense it made me feel oh Jesus when a film but but that that, that's I actually I tweeted about this recently that's what I look I want from a film though I want it to make me feel something like that yeah like I look for more than just being entertained and that film god yeah it makes you feel Really tense. You yes, should. Sir. Well, you. You should give it a go. You've completely yeah. sold me on it. Yeah. Um, it won best adapted well, screenplay. Right. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I don't think it won any Good. other awards. Best actor? No, no, no one was nominated for it. Oh wait, no, Alan Arkin was nominated for best supporting actor as a character in it. I don't think he's he's good. Um, do you want to talk about the actors and actresses that won that year? We can do. Touch, touch on them. Daniel Day Lewis won as uh, Abraham Lincoln, so you know he was good. He was good in that. We love that. Up against Bradley Cooper, Hugh Jackman, Joaquin Phoenix, and Denzel Washington. 
Nice. Um, Jennifer Lawrence won for Silver Linings Playbook, obviously. That was okay. her. That was her year. She was up against Jessica Chastain, Emmanuel River, Riva, uh, another name which I'm not going to try and pronounce because I'll butcher it. And Naomi Watts in the oh, was that the when in, the Impossible came out? Yeah, I was just thinking that as well. That's Tom Holland. <laughs> little Tom, little Tom Holland. And Ewan McGregor. Um, Christoph Waltz obviously won for Django, best supporting actor. Yep. Um, and Hathaway for Les Mis. Les Mis, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Brave won Best Animated Feature Film. I'm not a fan of Brave. I'm looking at these ones and being like, I'm not. A f- I'm, I haven't seen it. I've, I haven't actually seen any of these, so I can't speak to them. But Brave, Frank and Pirates. Weenie, Paranorman, The Pirates, Band of Misfits, and Wreck It Ralph are the ones that were nominated. Pirates one I can. The Pirates are fine. I know that stop motion. That's so. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, it is I wreck it Ralph out of that list. I guess Brave for its animation, but then again, obviously we can't. We looking at we're looking at it now, whereas where animation has come so far, even in that many years. Yeah, no, it's come leaps and bounds. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, there's nothing else I really want. We're not gonna like go through every award. We're just looking to. I agree with Argo being the best winner because I've obviously I've seen it. You the best winner because <laughs> I've I have seen it. You obviously haven't. Um, yeah. And the only other film, the only film we've both seen on there is Django. Yeah. And I like, I haven't gone I'm back the, I mean, to Django since I first watched it, and I know I liked it. Leonardo DiCaprio is fantastic I mean, those, in it. Yeah, for those for those listening, but well, the reason we're doing all this is because you know the Oscar, it is time of the Oscars, and we just thought yeah. we spoke about the we spoke about the Oscar nominees a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the next episode we will talk about the Oscar winners, even though we know Chloe Zhao's one for Nomadland. <laughs> um, uh, if we get that right, fucking, I'll be elated. Well, she won the Baftas. Um, and yeah, and I'll, but we just thought it. It just it just seems like a good. It just seems like a nice, a nice topic because we've been away for quite a long. And there there was quite a, a lot of news this episode already. Yeah. Um, so Connor, pick a year. Uh, the or let's go for the eighty third Academy Awards in two thousand eleven. Right. Okay. Two Can years. Read them out to No, I I'll, you, I'll read them. You, if you want, oh, I don't mind. No, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so the best pictures for this year nominees were The King's Speech, which won. Oh wait, sorry. Before you carry on, yeah, this was the year it was hosted by James Franco. And oh, I didn't. Away. Yeah, I didn't say. I didn't say who hosted it, did I? Is it that went down like a sack of shite? Yeah, I can't. It went really bad, didn't it? I can't see the hosts anywhere, but yeah, um, yeah, of course, yeah, it was. Yeah, I heard it wasn't great. I haven't watched, like, watched or known too much about it, but. Anyway, <laughs> the King's Speech was what? Uh, so yeah, nominees for Best Picture: The King's Speech, which won, 127 Hours, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are All Right, The Social Network, uh, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone were the Best Picture nominees. How many have you seen? Uh, one, six. I have seen three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't going to tell you what three because it would be a bit of a spoiler. Well, I know you've seen the social network because of your letterbox uh, oh, account. Oh, bastard. And you gave it a three out, yeah, three and sorry. a half out of ten. Three and a half out of ten? Three and, three and a half out of five. Which I ain't happy about. No, I should have given it a four to be fair. Um, should have given it a five. I... Oh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I've seen Inception, Social Network, Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all of them, 
look, I'm not gonna lie. Inception's one of my favorite films. Of yeah, all no, time. of course. I think Inception. I think Inception should have easily taken that. Um, I wouldn't give it to yeah, the King's Speech it... if I could go and change time. Yeah, I I think there's no competition on that. I think Inception should have won that. You think it should have won? You actually like think it should have won? Yep. Inception's a very good well, film, and I have a new appreciation for it, well, even though I've only seen it the once. Uh, this is thanks to a, a video which is on someone's channel. Um, now we know, I know that the Social Network is one of my all-time favorite films. I only realized this like last year when I watched it again, just for the fun of it, and was like, oh wait. I haven't done this for a long time where I just stuck a film on for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I could, I'd give it to Toy Story 3, I think. Oh, that's a shout. Toy Story 3. I know it I know it won Best Animated Feature, yeah. but like that film came so long after like the first one, the second one, sorry, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'd want to give it to Inception but maybe Toy Story 3 is the film that deserved it, possibly. I would, it's hard. I'd, I would, I'd hold both of them in such high regard. Yeah. I'd give it. I'd give Toy Story 3 the award simply for making everyone watching that film believe they were going to kill the toys. My my mum, when we went to go see it, it was the very first one my brother saw in the cinema, right? So it was me, my mum, my dad and my brother. And um, someone had told my mum the day before, oh, toys will die. <laughs> they actually kill them off. And my mum believes anything like that, right? So she she went to the film went, oh my god, they're going to kill the toys, Harry. And I was like, spoiler, what the hell? And he got to that bit and they all start holding hands. And I was like, oh shit, like my mum was right. <laughs> and I, I turned to look at my mum and she was in floods, floods of <laughs> no, tears. No, I mean, my mum... panic attack. My mum was, yeah, very sad about it as well because it was always uh, I mean me, me, my, I've been obsessed with Toy Story for all my life well, I mean I'm not now but I was obsessed with Toy Story I had a Buzz Lightyear costume that I used to wear all the time I had all the toys oh that's cute so this was yeah it was a very nice like experience me and my mum going to see that um together and especially at the time of my life I was in as well because obviously it was shortly before I was going to uni yeah Wait, it came out in 2010. Yeah, that's not was... shortly. That's not shortly. That's five years. Um, but you know what I mean? It was like that. I was at that time in my life where I was, you know, I'm getting older, obviously. So it's, you know, it's a relatable film, isn't it? Especially when you grew up on it. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was goddamn emotional, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, the film hits all the right, like the perfect notes. It's a, it's a great film. I don't think I've. I think I've only watched it once more since then. Oh, I don't really? I've never gone back to it. Just I've, I've seen it a few times. Sometimes it's one of those films where I, I mean, I watched all the Toy Story films when I just because I wanted to at one point when we were living in London, and I was sorry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is. It's still emotional, but like it, it is still a really good film. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, the animation's great. Obviously, Toy Story 4's animation was is the, phenomenal, it's, but it's not. And yeah, Toy Story it's Three, the perfect ending. Perfect ending. Yeah. To the yeah, it's the perfect ending to the series, and I'll always say it was the perfect ending to the story. But Toy Story Four is the perfect ending to Woody. Toy, I I know Toy Story Four has got a lot of like differing opinions as time's gone on. It's a great film in its own right. Yeah, but it also does make some choices where you're like, I don't think that's what they should have done. For example, one thing I I know people have come to is that what if one day Andy goes back to visit Bonnie and he's like, Huh, where's my Woody toy? 
that I gave you all those years ago, my cherished yeah. Woody toy. She's like, just fucking threw it away. You're about twenty odd now. She's like, oh, I don't know. I dropped it somewhere, I guess. And he's just like, it's worth money. I just found out. I was gonna get all. Of, I had all of them. I had the collection except for the prospector. <laughs> I was gonna sell. And this is when it turns in. <laughs> Andy it becomes. Andy, Andy kills. Andy kills a family and goes on the run. No, no, no. Andy is Al. He becomes Al. He's just Jesus, looking for that yeah. Woody toy. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, we've broken Toy Story. <laughs> we've broken Toy Story. He's going to get his Jesse and Bullseye back. He's going to find a prospector. Stinky P. Um... <laughs> a prospector! That's that's great. Um, Toy Story 2 is my... Toy Story 2 is my favourite, though. I love Toy Story 2. I can't... I actually can't pick a favourite. Like... It's it's one of those ones where it's like I just love love them all. They've yeah, all cut like because they've all. No, for me, it's... I grew up with Toy Story and Toy Story Two. I I always think more of moments from the first one than I do from the second one. I think that's probably what. I... Then again, I played. I had the game for the second one, and I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've spent a lot of time talking about just Toy Story. Um, we pick another year. Uh, well, I was just going to quickly go through some of these other films that I've seen. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. apologies. Yeah, yeah, uh, go for it. True Grit, it's good. I wasn't blown away by it, but it's a good film. Um, obviously, yep. obviously, uh, Hayley Steinfeld was nominated for it, and she was like 12. <laughs> Fucking hell. No, nah, she was older than that, because what is she? She's, um, she's 24 now. So, yeah, whatever year. 2011, so that was, what, 10 years ago? So she was 14. When she was nominated, well, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, she didn't win. She lost out to Melissa Leo from The Fighter, and the Christian fighter. Christian Bale won Best Supporting Actor for The Fighter. He did. I think I've actually seen most of The Fighter. It's a good actually, film. Thinking about it, yeah, it's a good film. Natalie Portman won for Black Swan, which I still need to see. Oh, I think I've seen most of Black Swan as well, actually. Most people, most men, have seen parts of that film. Oh fuck off! <laughs> uh, and obviously Colin Firth won for the King's Speech. Um, yep. They should have given it to Jesse Eisenberg, Social Network. Yeah. Just for banning, like I don't look at I, I don't look at the Social Network necessarily as uh, something based on a real story. I look at it as more of the the drama it is. Yeah. And like they make Mark Zuckerberg in that film. So hate like so dislikable, but you care about oh, him. I've no, I've come away from that film having a pure hatred for Mark Zuckerberg and also Jesse. I Jesse Eisenberg played him so well. <laughs> I actually hate Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> like, like, I excuse me, but that's I, my good pal I, Jesse Eisenberg. I have actually have a photo you of met us him together. Once. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was oh, he's Mark Zuckerberg's a douchebag. No, he is. No, no, he is. Um, it's that scene. Ah, uh, we need to. I know. I I know you probably you obviously didn't get the same feeling out of it that I I did. I do now watching it. Well, no, I tell I tell you what. She only gave it three and a half stars right. out of five. Right. This is the reason. Right. I was going to talk about it in what I've what I've watched, but I've got something else for that. Mm-hmm. The reason I gave it three and a half stars is I watched the Trial of Chicago Seven beforehand, and they're that... not even similar films though. No, but 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 
they're both by Aaron Sorkin, both written by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, but 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 right. but I just but Social Network's directed by David Fincher. <laughs> yeah, but I preferred the Trial of Chicago Seven. No, of course, because... no, that's fine. I'm not gonna. Because, I'm not mad. Um, yeah, I, but it's, no, no, no. But it's only because the Social Network's been really hyped up. Oh, oh no, I can understand that. Yeah, especially it kind of. I think the especially hype, the hype kind of let me down a bit. Yeah, I'll say especially for you because you had me and Harvey like talking about that film with a like big love for it. So you had people talking at you about yeah, that film. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I held Yeah, it's one of the reasons I held off on no, it. No, I totally understand while, so that. Just trying to yeah. let it kind of die down. Yeah. If we... That's the only reason. It is yeah. it is a fantastic film. If we... Really a fantastic yeah. film. If we hadn't like pushed it on you or anything, maybe it would have been like better. And I would have loved to have watched it with you. Um because I love it. But no yeah, it was one of those th- it was one of those things where me and my partner was the other night and we were just like, what should we watch? She was like, oh, it's on now TV. It's leaving soon. I think it's. And I was like, oh, it's always been on my list. Yeah. She just stuck it on. I think it's the same scene. I think it's intercut. Um, but it's when they're they're in the like the little courtroom scene thing, uh, and like uh, Andrew Garfield is talking about how everyone's like you know shares. Well, yeah, we changed. It's like what was uh, this yeah. person's shares brought down to? It wasn't. What was this person's shares brought down? Like it wasn't. What was this person's shares brought down to? It wasn't. What were your shares brought down? It's like not point. It's like point zero, three. yeah, point zero three, isn't it? Point yeah. zero three percent. Garfield is outstanding. I'm saying, is that intercut with the same scene of when he goes like into the office and just smashes his keyboard? I think. I, I think that scene. Is, I think it's that, yeah. That's incredible, and the fact that's his last scene as well. The fact that Andrew Garfield wasn't even nominated for that film. Yeah, that's a that's a Travis. That should have. He's so works. good in that film. Like that scene gets he me was every the time. Out for me in that. Yeah, that scene. That scene in him is the standout for me in that film. And surprising, a lot of... even just Justin even Timberlake's Justin great. Good. Like yeah, Justin yeah. Timberlake's great in that film. There's like that that scene when he's like calling uh, up Mark after he's been busted by the police and that. He's re- okay. Yeah, he's really good in that film, and like, I I think. Jesse Eisenberg's great in that film because he is playing such yeah, an is. unlikable person. But there is that sense of the way it's framed that it makes you feel for him a bit, which is why I look at it as more of a drama than an actual true story. Because obviously, it's not one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, and um, obviously, actual cannibal Army Hammer playing the Winklevoss twins. Brenda Song plays an absolute fucking nutcase. Oh yeah, Brenda Song. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, I love that film. Um, but yeah, touching. I've saw yeah, the fight is good. Mark Wahlberg, obviously Christian Bale. It's a very good film. Um, I'm not a big fan of the King's Speech. Not seen the King's Speech. I wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I also watched it when I was like, like a couple of years after it came out, so I probably wasn't that fond of it. I haven't seen 127 Hours. I need to watch Black Swan. Uh, I need to rewatch Inception um, and the others, Winter's Bone and. Uh, the kids are all right. I haven't heard of. But yeah, that's 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 that year. Um, all right. So my Social Network did my... win for best adapted screenplay, so I will also add that. That's good. So my second and final year will be twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. So that would be the. 88th Oscars? Yeah. Yep, 88th. Yeah. 
Cool. So let's see what best picture nominees there were. Uh, it was hosted by Chris Rock. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, I remember that one because that was the was that the year we stayed at yours. Yes. Yeah, we were at your house. Me, uh, me, Harvey, uh, Will was there. Yes, you're right. Um, but we didn't finish watching the Oscars. We all went to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there's a there's a lot of good ones in this. Best yeah, I, list. yeah. I'm, you've made a good. You've picked a good year. So that year was uh, nominees were Spotlight, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Room. There are some films in there that we will probably end up talking about when we talk about our 2015 year episode. Uh, yeah, I've seen out of one, two, three, four, five. I've seen all but one. I've seen five, so all but three. Uh, and you know what? Right, I I love The Martian. Right, mm-hmm. The Martian is in Good my film. top probably ten, fifteen films. I. I went into it enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, same goes with Mad Max. I rewatched Mad Max. First time I watched Mad Max, I wasn't blown away because the hype from my friend was was so high. Mm. But um, but I rewatched it last year and I fell in love with it. But out of all the films that are on there, I do think the right film won that year. Spotlight. I think Spotlight is Spotlight one outstanding. Yeah. Spotlight one for. I I didn't I need to rewatch it I think but Spotlight won for what it was doing as well. Yeah, I preferred Spotlight because a lot of people were like, oh, it should be that or The Big Short. I preferred Spotlight to The Big Short. Well, The Big Short is just about a bunch of people losing their money. Spotlight's about something darker. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll talk. Yeah, so Spotlight, Big Short are two films I definitely need to rewatch because I think I watched them at a time where I didn't have the kind of more developed film knowledge I have now. To the point where okay. I would, I could probably pick them apart better now than I could back then. I could probably find the good things now better than I would have done yeah. back then. So I need to rewatch those films. But like Bridge of Spies, I I really enjoyed that. I know a lot of people were, I, I know people were saying negative things about it, but I really liked Bridge of Spies. I think it's a very good film. I haven't seen Bridge of Spies. That is on is on my Netflix list. I, I I'd recommend it. It's good. Uh, Tom Hanks and Mark Mark Rylance are very good. Obviously, Mark Rylance won Best Supporting Actor for it. Sorry, he did. <clears throat> um, and it's a Spielberg film. You know, Spielberg has does doesn't have bad films. <laughs> no, true. He sometimes has films that are not your thing, but like Bridge of Spies, I think it was it's good. It's he has more... weaker, he has yeah, weak yeah. films, but not bad films. I think it's a very well written film. Um, Actually, I just looked. At it. it was nominated for best original screenplay. It was written by Matt Charman and Ethan Cohen and Joel Cohen. So it was written by the Cohen brothers. Fucking hell! Didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Um, that's cool. I haven't seen Brooklyn. I do want to. I haven't seen Brooklyn. Um, it's got. I always get messed up on the name, but it's Saoirse Ronan. Yep. Um, she's really good. I've only seen her in a couple of films, but both the films I've seen her in, I was like, she could have won Oscars for both these films. <laughs> and that's Lady Bird and um, Little Women. <laughs> Little Women. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is a very good film. I do need to rewatch it. I've only seen it the once. Yeah, fucking brilliant. A- actually, all of the ones I've seen, I've only seen once. So, 
Okay. Um, the what Mar- one haven't you seen? What? Well, oh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, sorry, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Mad Max. The Martian's great. Um, really enjoyed the Martian. I like the Revenant. What's my favorite Ridley Scott. Probably my favorite Ridley Scott movie, to be fair. I know it is definitely my uh, favorite. Rev- Revenant's good. I liked. I it's, like the Revenant. Yeah, I don't think it's amazing. No, I know why the, because the Revenant everyone obviously was, everyone was like. Reven- sorry, the Revenant's. Um, I dropped my mic. The oh. Revenant's, the Revenant. Everyone was. Everyone, everyone was like, um, "Oh, this is absolutely fucking outstanding." And I was like, "No, it's good, but I wouldn't say it's the best film by no. a long shot that year." I think there's a lot of stronger. I, I, on a filmmaking perspective, I think it's one of the best on the list because obviously it was. Um, filmed using entirely natural light so yeah that's a hard thing to do and we would know from experience <laughs> when True. you're working without natural light but yeah and I, I know it's not like you know oh it's impossibly difficult but that means if you're filming early you've got to be filming early for loads of days so you can get the sun in the right place for the every shot yeah um so it, for that sense like a lot of the, like the way the film looks is brilliant i yeah i don't think Obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio finally won his Oscar for this film. I don't think it's his best performance. Nah, not by a long shot. I think it's probably the best performance from that year, looking at the nominees for Best Actor. Um, I don't know what Um... films weren't nominated, so... But, yeah. Like, Matt Damon's very good in The Martian. I wouldn't have given given him the win, personally. Michael Fassbender's good in Steve Jobs. Wouldn't have given him the win. I haven't seen Trumbo or The Danish Girl. For Eddie Redmayne and Brian Cranston. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Oh, and obviously that year was the also when Room was released. I only saw that a few years ago. Uh, and I this is why I don't know about 2015 because I love the film Room. I wouldn't say it's my favorite film from the year, but it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible for like some of the similar reasons of for Argo. It's so tense. But it also has a lot of nice moments, especially with uh, Brie Larson and the kid who's played by Jacob Tremblay. Is it Jacob Tremblay? I think so. Yeah, because I'm thinking of Ethan Tremblay, which is the name of Zach Galifianakis' character in Due Date. <laughs> I mean, why not? Uh, yeah, and obviously that was the year Brie Larson won Best Actress. You know, deservedly so. Yep. Um. Absolutely. So I think all of the ones I've seen they're all good films. Um but out of the ones I've seen for best film I'd give it to, I think if out of the ones I, if I was choosing like if I had if I was put on the spot um and I was told to choose one of these films for best film I think I would choose Mad Max. That's fair. It's a very very strong film. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of everything, like, the, you know, all, like, the production value of the film and that. Like, I'm trying to think of all of that. That would be the film I would go to. Um, yeah, I think I think mine will stick with Spotlight. Even though I'd want to give it to The Martian, I think, I think Spotlight is a, the strongest one. And this, I think this was, uh, Alejandro G. Inaritu. 
in Elite Do, I don't know how you say that. Uh, he won two times in a row because he won previously for Birdman the year before. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And also the uh, cinematographer won three years in a row. Um, I can't find him. Nice. Uh, Emmanuel Lubetsky, because he won for The Revenant, the year before he won for Birdman, the year before that he won for Gravity. Oh, nice. Yeah, he won three years in a row. Um, best actor, obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, we've said about that. Brie Larson, Mark Rylance, and uh, Alicia Vikander in The Danish Girl, which I haven't seen. No, I need to see that as well. But yeah, that was a good year. Very good year. Right, your last... What about your last year? Well, because we know it's it's got to be a year to be talked about, I guess, and you mentioned it earlier. Let's let's go for uh, the next year over, so the 89th awards. Yeah. The year now, the reason I that La La Land won... Oh, wait, no, it didn't. Moonlight won. Now, the reason I mentioned this is because I put out a little feeler on... Um, Post by Jimmy Kimmel. I posted a little yes. feeler on, on Instagram and, and um, Facebook about people's kind of most thought about moments and, and moments they always talk about and best pictures and stuff and my good friend uh, Victoire who I worked with said you can't talk about the Oscars and not talk about the Moonlight um, uh, La La Land mess up fiasco, yeah. um, which we'll talk about but obviously uh, out of there's quite a lot of good ones this year as well Fucking hell. I'll say one thing before we start reading out the names of all the nominees. Yeah. I've seen all of these. Have you really? Yep. I've seen one, two, three, four, five, six. I've seen six out of eight? Nine. Seven, eight. No, I've seen six out of nine. Yeah, I've seen all um, of them. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I will already say even though it's a good film I don't think the one that I don't think Moonlight should have won mine goes to another one I know I think I know which one you would pick oh wait no actually I think mm, if you're going based on like what what your favourite film was I know what one you would pick right but if you're going at it if you are going at I'm not (laughs) made that sound bad if you're going at it from a film perspective i think i know which one i think it's between two that you would pick and what two's that arrival and hacksaw ridge yeah correct <laughs> i enjoyed i enjoyed hacksaw ridge um again a lot more than i thought i would mm-hmm. so i think i've seen it two or three times i think i've got the blu-ray somewhere as well i really really enjoyed it um, and I think it was an outstanding uh, performance from Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he's very but good. I think the standout film in that list is Arrival. I do think, for me, that's the strongest film. And I think that's the film that should have won. Cool. We personally. also uh, didn't read, read out the nominees. Uh, the nominees for this year were, Sorry, were yeah. Moonlight, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water... Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, and Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea. I know your film, yeah. but one of the most depressing things I've ever watched. Oh yeah, it's 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 a gut punch of a film, and it is it that is was slow. tough for me it, to watch. It is slow. Um, it's easy to see why not everyone would like the film, 
I I think it's it's an incredible film because of how like yeah you feel it like well, it, no that's it's it's from that it's no, a great yeah, film from that yeah and I agree with you like I well, I I don't think I'm ever going to rewatch this unless I'm in a situation where I'm with someone that wants to watch it I'm like yeah okay we we'll watch I'll I'll watch it with you that kind of situation like yeah I mean it's a it is a great film I didn't like it at all but yeah. purely because i i appreciate it's a great film but i ha- i hated it for the point of it was too much for me for, for i don't i mean you know it's it is a it is a like you said it's a gut punch of a film and it deals with some very tough issues issues that usually in film i can deal with but for some reason this was there was no even in the kind of bleakest of films there's usually that kind of yeah. an element of happiness or light yeah, it, for me in that film there was none of that it was pure yeah dark i also i want to touch on because this was the first film i saw uh lucas manchester was the first film i saw lucas hedges in he was nominated that year he's a phenomenal actor yeah great actor um and i look forward to seeing lots more from him um what else is he he's younger than i think i've seen him in more than one thing um he's in a lot he's a he was in ladybird he was in ladybird he's in um honey boy which is that film about that's written by shia labeouf Grand Budapest Hotel, apparently. I haven't. I have seen three, that. I haven't seen it for a long time. Three billboards outside of yep. Um, I've heard um, Boy Erased, Ben is back. Are good films. Mid nineties is a good film. Mid nineties, directed by Jonah Hill, was a very good film. Actually, I love that film. I thought I'd seen him in something else, but I haven't. Nah. Um, I've seen. I've, I've seen. Like- seen him in four films then I guess no wait Honey Boy Mid 90s Three Billboards Manchester by the Sea and I have seen Grand Budapest Hotel so technically I've seen him in that um, but yeah he's a good actor oh he's going to be in Steven Soderbergh's next film that's cool anyway that's um, probably what I'm thinking of yeah but um, yeah I don't know I think I'd, I'd give I think I'd still give it to Moonlight just for you know it, it being a, a film about you know, two things that are that a lot of people don't like normally. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, look. It's a, it, okay. Let's like, say it's a it's a film that racists and homophobics won't like. Yeah, and it's and homophobic a very people, it's a yeah. great film. I'm not I'm not trying to take away from the fact that no, of course. You know, I mean, it, it, in in some ways, it obviously it deserves to win, and it's a we watched it. It's a fantastic film. It's a really uh, emo- it's quite an emotional film at times and a hard hitting film, mm-hmm. but but for me, Arrival just took it up just that step further, and it was like I said with the elements that the Manchester by the Sea have where it was quite dark. Arrival was quite dark, but it also had the elements of 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 a bit of light shining through, which I think appealed to me a bit more. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I I um I still. Absolutely adore La La Land. I think it's the tra- second time I watched I, it. I know you're, it, yeah. It, yeah, unfortunately. I loved it the first time I saw it, but the second time, I've not watched it more than twice, but the second time I watched it just went down because of how slow it was for me. I really noticed the pacing the second time I watched it. Um, but it is, I can't deny it is a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, it just went down in opinion, unfortunately. Hello Highwater was very good as well. I saw that with you. Yeah, we that was a that was a that was a a good time when we were going to watch films at like ten o'clock in on a Monday morning. 
Yeah, they go for a Burger King afterwards at lunchtime. I used to love that. Um, yeah, same. But yeah, Hello High Water was one of those films that we saw then. and God, it was great. Such a good film. Yeah, that's really, really good film. I think I've only seen it twice because I did rewatch it, and it's yeah, it's still fantastic. Um, Jeff Bridges is great. It's you know, it's obviously a uh, it's a neo western. Yep. Because it's more. I think I've seen it three times then because I talked about it in an essay. Yeah. Um, you probably did then. Yeah, it's, and it's uh, the other cast members are great whose names I cannot remember off the top of my head. Uh, Chris Pine and Ben Foster, yeah, and obviously Gil Burningham who plays um, Jeff Bridges' partner. Yes. Um, it's a great film. Uh, Fences is a really good film. Great acting. It's a very theatre film because it's from based on a play. <laughs> yep. Uh, Denzel Washington giving a fantastic performance, and I guess looking back on it, he was probably robbed. <laughs> he should have won. Yeah. And I know people were. Well, of... I I love that obviously because Casey Affleck has a very not great past. Uh, and I love the stance that because they do the whole all oh, the previous year's winners of like present the you know the awards kind of thing, and his award was presented by Brie Larson, and she stood there on that stage basically like a few meters to the side of him, and she didn't applaud, and when everyone else was. <laughs> yeah, I think out of the list of what's there, I haven't seen Fences. I would have given, I would have given that to Andrew Garfield because I think he I think he delivers a. A truly, uh, yeah, probably the strongest performance I've seen him in. Barbs, yeah, that's up there with Social Network and his performance for me. I think he, yeah, he's very I think good. He's stronger in Hacksaw Bridge than Social Network. Oh, really? Me. Okay. Um, because yeah, the, the he, yeah, it, I, I think I'm he's surprised at how much I love that film. Well, I absolutely disagree with you, and I think he's stronger in Daleks in Manhattan. I oh, so good in Daleks in Manhattan, man. <laughs> I mean, he's he's, ba- he's so barely doing good. anything. <laughs> yeah, but he's great. S- Spider-Man and Captain Panaka in Doctor Who. Uh, fucking so good. Uh, anyway, uh, I would... Yeah, I think it. if I could go back and, yeah, if there's someone... Again, if it's a situation someone asked me to choose, I'd choose Denzel. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not mad Casey Affleck won because his performance is great. Um... Yes, but yeah, I'd give it to Denzel now. Looking back at it, as for best actress, uh, absolutely Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd agree with that. She's great in that film, especially in the audition scene, the one that's the song. <laughs> yeah, no, she steals that film. She apps that is, she owns that film. Her uh, as for best supporting actor now here's the thing looking at these Jeff Bridges has best supporting actor nomination I thought he was I would have looked at him as the I guess the main characters in that film are Chris Pine and Ben Foster yeah um I'm looking at that list Mahershala Ali is good in Moonlight but he's yeah but Mahershala Ali's barely in it yeah no he's in what he has a couple of good scenes he's very good he's a fantastic actor yeah, outstanding actor. But looking, oh wait, Michael Shannon in Nocturnal Animals—he's brilliant in that film. Like, Nocturnal Animals—I'm not the big, I'm not that fond of. But Michael Shannon's great in it. <laughs> I've not seen Nocturnal Animals. Dev Patel in Lion again. Best supporting actor. I, think, I would look at him as the main character in that film. Um, 
Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea. Like they're all good. Um, best supporting yeah. actress. I'm not taking that away from Viola Davis. <laughs> Again, I've seen all of those as well. Actually, um, see Naomi Harris. She is good in Moonlight. Nicole Kidman in Lion. She is good. Octavia Spencer in Hidden Figures. She's great. Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea is also good. Um, I will talk about that as well. Hidden Figures is such like a film that's not not doesn't get enough attention. It's so good. Yeah, I've only heard good things about it. Yeah, no, you should if you get a chance, you should try and watch it. Yeah, for it's sure. Such a good film. I think I would give it to that over Moonlight, actually. Would you really? I think so. I think it does more. Like obviously that that film tackles race a lot, like as well. I guess Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that's specifically why I'd give it to it, obviously. Hidden Figures is a good film. I'm not saying it's my favourite film from them. My favourite film out of those is probably La La Land at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. Or Hell or High Water, one of those two. But uh, Lion is a very good film. I'd recommend it. I don't need to see Lion. Um, I'd recommend all of those films, to be fair. Like, in certain circumstances. I wouldn't recommend Manchester by the Sea for a, a, a casual watch. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. See, Damien Chazelle won for Best Director as well uh, for La La Land. Yeah. Good year. Well, yeah, and I mean, well, look, let's, um, let's hope that the results that we already know of uh, and that we'll speak about the next episode are yeah. just as strong let's, as what we want to hear. Let me quickly jump forward to the 93rd Oscars and we'll quickly say so out of, out of the best pictures we think Nomadland will win yeah I think it's I think it's a again not seen it but I think mm-hmm. it's a comes out solid comes out on the 13th bet, in this country yeah. on Disney Plus um, I've seen um, all but three of these I haven't seen. seen... I haven't seen the father. I haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah. And I, well, no, sorry, all but four. Minari is a, Minari and Judas and the Black Messiah are available to watch now, but you'd have to rent them. Yeah, I've only seen Trial of Chicago Seven. Okay, um, yeah, I've seen uh, Trial of Chicago Seven. Sound of Metal is a uh, now on Amazon Prime. Ah, oh, wicked. So I checked that out. Promising Young Woman is out now on uh, Now TV. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's good. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Um, wasn't the best film I've watched recently, but I still really liked it. I think... Okay. Um, I think... Carrie Mulligan's very good in it. I couldn't remember her name for a second. Um, Mank is obviously, you know, it's a big film. I wouldn't be surprised if Nomadland wins, though. And I'd be very happy if it does. I think, I think it's going to go to Nomadland. Yeah. Um, I'll be very surprised if it doesn't. Who do you think is going to win Best Actor out of Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, and Gary Oldman and Stephen Yoon? Honestly, I it should be Chadwick Boseman, and that's who should win. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to Anthony Hopkins because of the Baptists. Yeah, I think maybe. Quite, I think if anything, it'd be quite disrespectful. But, I think it. 
But looking at them, even then, if it wasn't Chadwick Boseman, I wouldn't even give it to Anthony Hopkins out of those. I'd give it to Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Personally. I yeah, know you haven't seen any of these. <laughs> um, in terms of Best Actress, I've heard Vanessa Kirby is amazing in Pieces of a Woman. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things um, about her. Um, Carrie Mulligan's very good. Uh, I know Fran Frances McDormand won the BAFTA. She's won Oscars before as well. Um, yeah. That's a hard one for me to predict. Yeah, same. I'd say maybe Vanessa Kirby then. That's what I'd go for. for. Um, as Best Supporting Actor, another hard one really. Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Kaluuya, Leslie Odom Jr., Paul Racy, and Lakeith Stanfield. It's hard because I've only seen two of the films in this list for those actors. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I mean, Tash Baron Cohen was actually very, very good in Charlie Chicago Seven. Yeah, he is. Uh, Paul Racy's very good in Sound of Metal. <laughs> yeah. Um. I like Lakeith Stanfield as an actor. Haven't seen that yet. And Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. I haven't seen that yet. And that's on Amazon, so I can't watch it. Yeah, I've, I've put that on my watch list. Um, but yeah, that's a hard one to predict. I couldn't predict it at all, I don't think. I'm trying to think of the mindset of Hollywood as well. Sasha Baron Cohen, maybe? Yeah, he's... I can see a guy to Sasha Baron Cohen. Then I also know there's probably a lot of Americans that are always mad at Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Because then, speaking of that, best supporting actresses, it's another hard one. I'd love it if Mar I'd love it if Maria Backlight won. Yeah, it'd be great if she won because she's she is fantastic in that film. She's really really good. Um, um, but I could see I could see it. I could see it going to Olivia Coleman again. <laughs> yeah, for that. Like um, looking at those films, maybe, maybe. Yeah, again, couldn't couldn't predict it. Like this is about this is a big year where I'm like I can't predict these. Not like last year where I'd already seen most of the films going into it. <laughs> yeah, it's quite hard to predict this year, that's for sure. Mm. <clears throat> um, but you goddamn know we'll be covering it in the next episode. Yeah, we'll talk about those Oscar winners. And also, just an idea for next episode as well. Oh, or maybe the episode after. Oh, um, because of the timing, it is going to be May. It's going to be very close to May the 4th. It's going to be May. Should we... Is it time to... Do a Star Wars? break out the Star Wars prequels? Are we going to do a Star Wars? Um, I think we should do a Star Wars. Maybe. Maybe we'll do a Star Wars. Let's do it. We'll see, won't we? Next week, Star Wars prequels and, uh, and Oscars. Excuse me, because I've got to let my, got to let my dog in. Not my dog, my... Girlfriend's dog. Well, no, she could be my dog as well. She's a great dog. My dog's somewhere. Come on, this is. We're right in the heat of getting ready for the end of it. She's currently. She's currently plugging the microphone so all the listeners can know that she's here. 
Please don't lift the microphone. Sorry about that, everyone. Sorry about that, everyone. I'm going to hold the microphone just for a little bit while she demands attention. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking. I was thinking Star Wars prequels and and Oscars. We'll we'll see. A Star Wars one could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Let's hope it's a dull news week. Yeah, if it's a dull news week, then you know we're going to be talking Star Wars prequels, yeah. kids. If not, then the week after we'll dedicate to Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, for you. <sighs> right. So on that yawn, uh, we're at the end. <laughs> we are. It's been a long day. There's a lot of sting in this episode. Yeah, so what have you watched recently? I watched uh, My Octopus Teacher on Oh, Netflix. did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what did you think of that? Because I know it's been nominated for an Oscar. Absolutely outstanding. So, so good. The Even just down to the cinematography for a man with a camera underwater is... Dunning. Didn't know that right. was on it's Netflix. So either. good because I'm not a big fan um, of documentaries, so I haven't been looking for them. I I do think you'd enjoy it. I'd highly recommend watching it. Um, and it's all about you know this guy. He's a bit. He's kind of slumped out um, film wise. He doesn't know what to make. He's a filmmaker, so he he decides to go back to doing what he loves. And he you know he's exploring coral reefs and exploring the sea. And he stumbles across this octopus one day, and it's his journey with this octopus for a year. Um, and it, it it made me quite emotional as well. It was quite an emotional film. Um, yeah, I'd I'd highly highly recommend it. Um, I've also been watching uh, Line of Duty mm-hmm. on BBC One every Sunday. That's been fun. <laughs> um, about it really. Like I said, I've gone back to work in the office, so it, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of just kind of getting used to not working from home and yeah. watching stuff as much. Of course. Yeah. What about you? Um, I've already said, obviously, I watched Mortal Kombat, uh, Promising Young Woman. I don't know if I... No, of course I haven't mentioned this. I watched the second Lego movie. Have I mentioned that on the pod? Yeah, Yeah, I've already mentioned that on a pod then. No worries. Uh, um, Then I watched Love and Monsters. How's that? I bloody love that film. It's it's so good. Um, I I actually put... a tweet out saying um, I un- like I understand films from a point of just entertainment I understand where people are looking for just being entertained when they're watching films yeah. but me personally I need a film to be doing something making me feel something and like I need to feel like I'm getting something out of the experience I was yeah. so moved by Love and Monsters that I it's not an emotional film like a big emotional film but I cried at the end like, I was really? like not cried, but I was like in tears because I loved it that much. Damn, man! Like it's such a good film. It is the best film I've seen this year. Okay. Alongside, Very alongside, it's the only ten out of ten film alongside Die Hard that I've seen this year. My favorite film of the year, like it's the best film I've seen this year. My favorite film of the year is still Godzilla vs Kong. Um, <laughs> Love that. I've got, I bought this Godzilla vs Kong T-shirt and I've worn it four days in a row. <laughs> I saw you sent me a picture, <laughs> which is and okay. that was four days ago. Which is fine because I haven't left my house in four days, so that's fine then. It will be washed this weekend. <laughs> Good, I'm glad to hear. I it. say this weekend. It's been Even washed by this point. <laughs> we're nearly at Saturday evening. 
it's yeah um but yeah i loved it it's a great film like and it's not even like it's not huge film it's quite it's very scaled down but it builds the world really well um yeah dylan o'brien's fantastic definitely the best i've seen from him well i mean he's a great actor as well isn't he yeah but it's like i said it's the best i've seen from him <laughs> like Fair. he shows a big range in this film okay like for example when you watch the maze runner films he's very serious in those films yeah. But this is like best range from him. This is him showing that he is he can lead a film on his own pretty much. That's good. Like he's good so good. Um I'm excited to he's, watch it. I'm excited yeah. to sit down and properly watch it. Yeah, I'd say uh, it's one of those films that you just you'll stick you'll stick it on and immediately you'll be hooked. Okay. Like the intro is is so good. It's like really good as well to the point where it's like oh yeah I love this it sets a tone that it doesn't always adhere to because it's like you it does make you think oh this is going to be a really like a certain kind of, it's going to go a certain way I'm trying not to spoil it even the feeling I'm trying not to spoil yeah. that it does make you be like oh this film's going to go in this kind of direction and then it goes in that direction but it does things It it's a really special right, film okay. oh good um but yeah I am very yeah I talked very passionately about that film didn't I <laughs> you have you've really sold it to be fair might, that might that, that, has been, that might be worth putting on my um my my list that I have on Letterboxd of my all time favourite films I've got like 28 films on that list yeah do it might be after talking about it like that um yeah maybe <laughs> it's a really good um, film speaking of speaking of Letterboxd where can people find you and, and do you want to shout out your letterbox account um i don't actually know what it's how to link the letterbox account and all that properly i do ha i don't write reviews on there anyway i keep that more for me, me so i can make lists and stuff so if i share it on twitter that's how you'll find it but um you'll find me on twitter normally at connor jordan underscore 96 c-o-n-n-o-r-j-o-r-d-a-n underscore nine six from there you'll find me everywhere not everywhere the places I want you to find me and you'll find me at Doc81 <laughs> on Twitter um, I've also got a blog called The Review Lab uh, it's uh, you can have a go to thereviewlab.org to see the website or on Facebook and Instagram taking a bit of a break recently uh, just trying to get some um, blogs lined up uh, just trying to get my now I'm not alone no longer working from home just trying to get all the little pieces of life juggling um, but we should be back in I want to say the second or third week of May hopefully um, so you can find me there um, we also have a Facebook page we have to, uh, it's two smoking microphones on Facebook you can get in contact with us there we are also on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts if you're on Spotify please click that follow button this is your first one you've listened to if you're on Apple Podcasts don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating a rating always helps and goes a long way um yeah, next week it's going to be talking about the Oscars, possibly Star Wars. Um, we'll keep you on your toes until you find out. <laughs> and uh, just, just thank you for listening. As always, we really appreciate it. We, we love, we love chatting. We love doing this podcast. It's something we look forward to every week. Uh, sorry that I caused us not to be on air last week. Um, <laughs> Connor has uh, very much shouted at me for it. He hasn't. He's, he just told me he loved me. No, but, I didn't. Um, 
Nah, he's shit ahead of me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I didn't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, stay safe. Like, it's the end of the tunnel now, guys. You know, we can start to go outside again. We can start to do things. Um, so, yeah, keep yourself safe. Keep keep the love spread. Yeah. Keep the love spread. Fuck it up. Keep the, <laughs> keep the love spread on that bread. Keep the love spread on that bread. That's the catchphrase for the podcast. That's the sign off this week. Don't let the spread. spread get your bread. bread. Bread get your spread. Don't let your spread get your bread. Or you'll Keep be dead. Love spread. On that bread. Or you'll be dead. And on that note, Bye. it's time to end. Bye now.